Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Dykes and Dole Whip go hand in hand. That is the the unspoken um, watering hole. Okay, I'll wear that shirt to Disney. (laughs) Don't talk to me before I've had my Dole Whip and my pussy. I'm gay. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast you can find at the Dole Whip stand. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and I just found out what Dole Whip was on this episode. Stay tuned. Today, we're diking out with writer and comedian Colette McIntyre. Woo! So excited to have her back. Some quick announcements. Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also sign up for our Patreon, where we have ad-free episodes. We have new episodes behind the paywall every week where we talk about what we're watching what we're doing what we're fighting about you never know yeah we also have zoom hangs cool stuff like that go there patreon.com slash diking out we have some shows coming up i'll start off by saying i'm bringing back loves a pitch to come on everybody 8 p.m saturday september 17th so be on the lookout for that get tickets it's so much fun melody what do you have going on I will be in Los Angeles for most of September. I have a lot of fun shows, but I guess I could shout out the queer ones. Mm -hmm. I am on a queer show Tuesday, September 13th called Big Rocks. Heard that one's a fun hang dance party after, perhaps. I don't know. Still getting more information. There's also Good Heroin on the 17th. I'm seeing some straight ones. I'll skip over those. I'll skip over those. But Hot Goss seems to be a very fun show i know their next one coming up next week at least has like may martin mo welch you got your sabrina jaleese's like so i'm excited to see the lineup for the one i'm doing september 28th friend of the show morgan miller has a stand-up show i'll be doing the next day on the 29th at the airliner upstairs at the airliner called dirty laundry fun queer times Look at you getting booked on all these shows in LA. Yeah. That's great. It's so hard. Yeah. I luckily feel like a lot of Chicago friends are now there and vouching. That's fun. I'm so curious. A very Jesse Span. I'm very, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm going for an extended amount of time. I don't want to be rushed and just do like a week of shows and bounce. Like, no, I want to lean into the LA lifestyle and figure it out, feel it out, see if eventually I might want to live there or not. Like, that was my follow-up question. Just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. For a while. I think that's good. That's nice. That's nice. And we're also, obviously, I'm making the bigger trip out of Dinosaur. Right. So it's just going to be a real West Coast month. Yes. Get those vibes while you can. Mm-hmm. We also have a show at Stonewall. So once you get back and you're all, you know, 
turned into a total California yeah. marketing lesbian. Me, um, me and my new personality will be with you reunited at Stonewall, October 10th. October 10th. Line up to be announced mm-hmm. at some point. Make sure you're following us at Diking Out on Instagram. That's where we announce all the fun stuff. And to be announced, Carolyn's gayest thing of the week. Carolyn, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, the gayest thing I did, soy gay, was that I not only went to a WNBA playoff game for the Liberty, I ran into my ex-wife there. (laughs) It was bound to happen. Yeah. I mean, playoff games, (laughs) game three against Chicago. Did it cross my mind that maybe she would be there? Yes. Did I think that we would pass her twice in the concourse? Twice. Twice. Yeah. The first time was fine. It was just like, hey. And like, I think her girlfriend spotted me first, who I've met and everything, and it's fine. But then like the second time, it felt like a little bit more awkward, maybe. I don't know. But it's fine. You know, I have to say, sometimes I cringe a little bit thinking about the beginning of this podcast for anybody who has been here since the start of me being a little bit like snarky and salty little <laughs> toward bit. my ex. I've come I've come a long way and there's like zero hard feelings there so much that like when I run into her it feels weird that we're just like hey and like keep walking it's like oh, I kind of want to know how she's doing and I'm glad to see that she's still you know with her girlfriend they're they're doing well and glad we can all be united by women's basketball and the reason that I was at the game I mean it was an exciting game to be at because it was game three, even though they lost terribly. Yeah, I got smoked. Is because I am a season ticket holder for the WNBA for next season, partly because I just want to support the WNBA more. I mean, I was the basketball dyke, and now you've got the season tickets. How did that happen so fast? I know. Honestly, it was when we were at the Pride game and Cecilia was having so much fun and she said, can we get season tickets for next year? I'm like, well, we're not here enough, but they make it really easy for when you're not there to transfer tickets to other people. And yeah, it's just like such a fun time. And sometimes you can think like, oh, well, I'll just like go to games. But there's so much going on in New York that you don't. So it's like, okay, if we just do this, then it will be on our calendars. And it'll always be a thing of like, oh, we're going in for the game. We're going in for the game. And, you know, making a thing of it, we bought jerseys. <laughs> That's also gay. Hell yeah. We both, she has the black one. I have the seafoam one, of course, of course. to compliment my hair. Mermaid vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to be a a mermaid at the game. Another fun gay thing about it was, you know, clocking all the all the lesbians I knew who were at the game. Though I couldn't find Rachel Colley. I was looking for Rachel because I saw where she was. Yeah. (laughs) And her Instagram story. Was it near me? No, it wasn't. I saw where you were. My gayest thing of the week, I'll say, is watching the game from home and trying to spot your pink head. And yeah. (laughs) Every time I thought it was you, it was someone wearing a pink hat. And one of the people wearing a pink hat was Z-Way. Okay? Yes. you texted me. Who's by? They just put, yes. And has a great episode touching on the queerness from this last season. Real good stuff. Love it. (laughs) You were like, they just showed Sam J on the Jumbotron and said it was Z-Way. And I was like, what? Like, yep. I was, I didn't, had no idea what you meant. But then later on Instagram, I saw it was all over social media that 
It yep. says Z-Way's name and comedian writer yep. and Showtime's Z-Way. And it's uh, yep. fully that Chiron is on Sam J and her girlfriend. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. At one point it was close up on Sam J. So I saw Sam J walk in after halftime and I had been seeing Z-Way but didn't know it was Z-Way because she had this like fuzzy pink bucket hat glasses and a mask on so it would be nearly impossible to to know who that was it was like a disguise because they showed a preview for or like you know sometimes they'll do that like a trailer for the show and then be like yeah she posted a, a reel of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a whole <laughs> video package on her show and I'm like, oh, that's cool that, that Z-Way is advertising at the WNBA. And then they cut to Sam J. I'm like, oh, my God, that. And then eventually, like later in the game, they put the camera on Sam J and had Sam J SNL writer. <laughs> but no redo for Z-Way. Well, they, they eventually moved it on because Sam J was pointing oh at Z-Way. And then they went to Z-Way. It was, it was a whole debacle. The next season's writing itself. Right. <laughs> I know. They're going to get that camera guy. Oh, big time. And the Chiron writer. Yeah, both of them. Billie Jean King was at the game, too. Oh, they yeah. honored her, and that was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that. But really, it was watching Ellie dance, Ellie the Elephant dance to... <laughs> Real good moves. The lesbian chaos song. <laughs> the lesbian chaos song. Is that yes. what we've coined it ourselves? Because That's what we've coined it. Nobody else calls it. It's. The- I saw you post it on diking out but my sound was off right on the stories and yeah you tagged ellie the elephant dancing to the lesbian chaos song but my sound was off i was like (laughs) in a zoom meeting um (laughs) not an important one obviously but couldn't listen and i knew what that meant and then i went back after and checked and it was that (laughs) 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 lesbian chaos song it is. <laughs> Would people know what that is? Or is that just like an inside joke between us, though? Because we've shouted that out here on Diking Out. So okay. it's really to separate the the Dyke Hard fans from the casual listeners. All right. Okay. So if you got it, that was a little treat for you, Dyke Hards. <laughs> well, well, that's a lot of gay stuff. We've got more gay stuff coming up. Because we are about to have a really fun conversation with Colette McIntyre, who is a writer and comedian. She's been on the pod before, if that sounds familiar. If you remember our Fat and Queer episode, she was hilarious on that. She does live shows around New York. One of my favorite guests and favorite humans. So how about we get right into it? Colette, it's so great to have you back here diking out with us. It's been a while. You're one of the few prized second time guests uh, of the podcast. Oh my God, an honor. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have not been diking out ever since. I've been exclusively, we've done a lot of diking in, I think, right? As a culture. <laughs> yeah. Right. There have been certain <laughs> rules that we had to be really diking in more so than out. Um, but I'm fine. I'm so glad to be here. It's like being with family. Yeah. I mean, the last time I saw you, because I haven't seen you in person in what feels like forever, was we were both guests just by chance Mm -hmm. on the same podcast where we got to talk about Buffy. Yes. Yes. We were talking explicitly about how Buffy is gay. Yeah. And I thought, 
who else would they bring on to this podcast if not you? Right. It made sense. <laughs> Have you watched First Kill? No. Okay. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's the orphan movie, right? No, no. It's like a teenage Netflix. Oh, it's the gay vampire vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically Romeo and Juliet, but with vampires and it got canceled. <laughs> Oh, already? Okay, yeah, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what, one and done with that, but... Wait, so I first reference. I don't know if you remember the horror movie The Orphan, which is about, if you don't recall, it is what you think is a child is adopted by this, like, sweet, gentle, like, Connecticut couple, and then, uh-oh, things start going awry, and then you, it turns out she's, like, a 40-year-old adult oh, from, like, Eastern yeah. Europe, and she murders... And so there is now a sequel that has come out called Orphan Colon First Kill. Oh. And in my queer internet, that is all people are talking about because Julia Stiles is in it playing what? mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something queer about, you know, scamming feels like a lineage that we should all be proud of. You're speaking Melody's language. I love a scam story. Well, it sounds like we have a lot to unpack here before we get into it. Colette, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, what a question. I mean, for our, our listeners at home, they can't see me. But currently, I am sitting on my living room floor doing this podcast <laughs> because my two cats are very sweetly intertwined on my work desk. Um, and so I Aww. defer to sit here on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of emotional bottoming for a feline <laughs> feels inherently gay you know um but i think my real answer is is that on sunday i um had the honor the privilege to see the holy trinity um julian baker angel olsen and sharon van Eden in concert oh my god oh yeah i mean it is the closest i have ever gotten i think and will ever get in my life to that scene in like every witch movie where women are like naked and ecstatic dancing around the bonfire. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the moon has now been pulled 50 feet closer to earth just by the power of all of us in that space together. How was it? Uh, I mean, do I even have words? I am changed. I feel like it could not have come in a more deeply necessary time because i don't know about y'all but my therapist has been on vacation all month. <laughs> yeah it's and like that time of the year it has been rough <laughs> it has been rough like me and my friends are essentially practicing therapy mutual aid for each other now yeah like we have potlucks where like i'll bring like the like attachment theory things i learned someone else brings like an affirmation someone else brings a hummus because people are always bringing hummuses no matter what uh, but yeah so like seeing these three women live felt like being like getting the month's worth of therapy that i have not been getting yeah recently did sharon von and, and angel olsen play like i used to you know they did <laughs> you know they did why wasn't I there, man? I don't know. I, you know what? And that's on me. I take that upon myself <laughs> yeah. for not letting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Need signal boost. To... I was invited, but my family was in town, so <gasps> I, I couldn't. I know. Fuck your family. I that know. is our family. I did see Aubrey Plaza in Emily the Criminal that day, so I did some gay duty, but would have loved to be there. You were doing your own practice. Yes. Wow. And so thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Thank you for your service. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you, Audrey. I mean... Yeah, it was crazy. Gen C queers, the the children, 
love Julian Baker in a way that I'm like, I don't know if I've ever loved anything ever in my life, actually. Yeah. Like the ferocity with which they were. Yeah. Did Julian Baker have a TikTok song that blew up that they all I don't know. I kind of got in on. There's a band TV Girl that also is like a band in their 30s, but my friend went and said it was like mostly teenagers and was very confused <laughs> by everyone around them at the show. It was at Brooklyn Steel. Oh yeah. And they made an announcement like, wow, thank you all so much, and explained that they like blew up on TikTok and kind of I think explained for the other like millennials what was happening yeah what was what's going on (laughs) that's so funny yeah Yeah, I saw some of Julian Baker I feel bad saying I did walk out of her concert because Tao Gwen was opening and I was there with some friends of Tao's and we interviewed Tao on the podcast so in order to be able to hang out with Tao which felt like the cool thing to do I had to leave but it was hard to pull myself away because it puts on a good show it was really good Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, no she is certainly captivating and I don't know maybe she does have a TikTok it would be interesting if she because all of her songs are are really devastating and about like (laughs) her fraught relationship with god so i don't know what kind of tiktok dance people are doing or like what kind of viral pasta they're making while julian (laughs) baker's like god threw me away or whatever i don't know (laughs) it's not a great lyric um so i mean i think she's just like a cutie a very talented cutie with like hand tattoos yeah and so that inherently like lures them i don't know yeah but maybe that's what i'm doing wrong no hand tattoos i know yeah we'd be bigger on social media if we just if you had just the tiniest little symbol on a knuckle i don't have a single tattoo and that's my same affliction either of you really yeah yeah two points from me um in the community i don't yeah i feel weird at this point about not having a single yeah and i think i would go from like not just getting one i'd go like zero to 100 at this point like i was like thinking about what i would get but i was thinking about a sleeve the other day like i would just like, go for it yeah you just walk into the shop and be like Let's i go. need just shoulder to wrist i grover grover yeah. a huge grover tattoo would be the first uh i love grover um. here he is incredible <laughs> um yeah i would just ask them to block off the weekend okay what i'm hearing are we going to get a tattoo after this <laughs> yeah. let's get matching oh look at your snake oh i know wow, wow. talk about witchy listeners if only podcasts were a visual media I, I mean we can post screenshots oh please yeah yeah no, I was just about to describe myself as a Bella Hadid type. Um, so maybe don't post screenshots because I was really writing a fan fiction of myself for I see it. the listeners. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, our bodies are just vessels, temporary vessels. Yeah. They're rotten all the time. Just decorate it. Throw a little something on it. I know. Yeah. Put Grover there. You know what? What movie was it where someone has tattoos, but they go through sort of like a x-ray kind of thing like it's like something horrible happens where like the metal from the, like the tattoo is being pulled out of their skin what? do you know what i'm talking about oh this is gonna bother me it was like 
like a fifth element type of girl going through a cat scan kind of thing and she's like screaming in pain as like the tattoo is being ripped out of her skin from this like kind of cat scanny thing her and this is a horror podcast now (laughs) Uh, someone knows someone will tell me okay yeah let us know also well my dream is to be described as a fifth element type of girl Uh, actually listeners listeners i'm no longer a bella hadid type i'm a fifth Fifth element element type of girl (laughs) not like other girls but wait okay grover is a perfect transition i think technically to what y'all i'm bringing forth today what are you bringing Quite the opposite from the Sharon Angel Julian concert. I have had an experience so deeply entrenched in straight culture, but then also weirdly gay culture. And that's for us to unpack. For the very first time in my life, I went to Disney. <gasps> and I don't know, y'all. I don't know. We gotta. I don't like what I saw. I'm going to say it. I don't like what I saw. I don't like what I experienced. Okay. World or land? Incredible. Incredible follow-up. <laughs> um, I went to the land. The original land. Okay. Ooh. So okay. that, I knew Carolyn would have an opinion. Is that my first mistake? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Carolyn's a secret Disney adult, I swear. <gasps> no, no. You're related to one. Hold on. You I'm are related by to proxy. One. Yes. No, I... <laughs> Oh, it, it's a lot to unpack. But yeah, my, my sister is a Disney adult. Mm-hmm. And in like the most extreme way you can imagine, literally was at Party City today because she's turning 40. So of course, I'm buying her Disney princess birthday decorations oh. to decorate <laughs> my house with for when she yeah. comes for her birthday. But that's not enough. Okay, wow. So you are the right person to talk like y'all. Yeah, yeah. She's a adult. So I know also Disney, when I was working at an ad agency, used to be my client. So there was four years where I was living and breathing Disney for at least 40 hours a week. And I've only been to land once. And I would say that that is definitely, it's intense. It's intense because it's a lot more, there's less room to move and breathe than in Disney World, which has a little bit more space to it. And you can maneuver it a little bit better. And I feel like it's a little bit less overwhelming where Disneyland, it's a lot. Also, I think Disneyland is the one where Cecilia spotted somebody with a swastika tattoo. Oh, great. Oh. And not Disney World. Surprise. It was in California oh. and not yeah. in Florida. Oh, yikes. I mean, yeah. In Disneyland. It brings everyone together. Oh, it takes all kinds. It takes all types. It takes all kinds. Uh, it's the happiest place on earth for everyone. <laughs> and yeah, Disney has a... Yeah. <laughs> they, they see him as one of their own. Right. Yes, exactly. I mean, walking in, when I, the first thing I saw, I mean, the whole thing is outfitted like this old-timey middle America town. And then to the right, it was like Abraham Lincoln's like theater show, dark. Um, but truly, there was like Abraham Lincoln something, which I'm like, if Abraham Lincoln exists in the Disney verse, that means slavery did. Oh, in which case, shit. I need to know. I need to know whose side was everyone on now. Like, I need to know who my Mickey was fighting for. Let's get. The facts straight, okay. Before I step one more foot in here, they need to do a Civil War reenactment with them as soldiers. The and I don't think Mickey's going to come out on the right right side. I'm sorry, yeah. 
the way the way that he is Pluto, but then we already have Goofy. It's all confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's what I like to call the zippity doodah of it all is <sighs> the weird. I mean, not weird. It's very American. The racist history yeah. of Disney and its movies and everything, but then dressed up to be something that's like a colorful cartoon quaint. and quaint yeah. and and wholesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I grew up poor you know so i've never been to a single disney like my mom used to take me my siblings to what she called summer camp and i believed was summer camp until like high school which just meant that she took us to the sprinklers of my elementary school like what they were using to water the grass and let us run through them and to this day i'm like what were the janitors thinking (laughs) um and she was like yes it's summer camp and i'm like wow summer camp is so short um but yeah, so never went as a child with my family. So I don't have that kind of nostalgic emotional attachment. I'm sure many people do. And like, no judgment. I celebrate you. That's what creates the Disney adults. I don't think. Right. I think it's very rare for somebody to be a Disney adult who didn't have childhood trauma that was yeah. then eased by these trips to Disney. Go on. Right. And it's OK. But then here we go. <laughs> Then there are Disney adults that I experienced. I bore witness to, like the fine heterosexual couple who were behind me in line at one point. As I'm sure you're familiar, Caroline, people make their own shirts, right? To go to oh, Disney, yeah. people have, uh... right? There's a whole culture of people like, I'm his beauty. He's my beast. Like yeah. on the shirt. Okay. Yeah. Sure. There was this one couple where they had in Disney font. So I'm like, who's getting sued? Well, her shirt said, and she was pregnant, which is a factor. Her shirt said, I wanted the, and then big Disney font, D. And then his shirt said, I gave her the D. (laughs) Here's my thing. (laughs) Why are you, I'm not approved, right? If we were talking right now about just queefing come, I would be delighted. Why are you walking around Disney wanting everyone to think about you fucking? Because that's all straight people want. And then they accuse gay people of it. Right. It's like we can't have drag queens reading like Goodnight Moon to children. Right. But this man named like Salvatore <laughs> is like, I raw dog cummed in my wife. Welcome to Disneyland. It's like, go home, <laughs> focus on it, leave it there, procreate, get back here when you have your kids and have some no. wholesome fun. Disneyland is full of breeders. It is. And yeah. So there are like the the custom shirts that people make. There are the I didn't I didn't ever thought about this. Oh yeah, the licensed Disney apparel. Oh, it's crazy. At, but then the shirts that like people make on at, there's a whole Etsy business mm. where you can probably buy like I doubt that those two people were even creative enough to come up with those shirts. Uh, That's even more horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's a lot of people with those kind of like attitude shirts that just have like (laughs) sassy sayings but make you seem like an awful person and they're at Disney. And those are my favorite people because it's just such a weird juxtaposition of like don't talk to me until I've had my coffee or ever. And I'm like, what are you doing (laughs) here you're at the happiest place on earth right they're waiting online for like pinocchio's magical forest journey right and their shirt says like are you talking or are you shit <laughs> all i'm hearing is shit i don't know I 
And you're like, sir, why are you so mad? You're holding a cotton candy in the colors of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and like, there's such a culture of like queer Disney fans that I find really interesting. Yes. Like I was seeing a lot of gay men. Yes. Not a lot of dykes, you know? And I went to the place where you get Dole Whip, which is like vegan pineapple soft serve. So I would have seen them. Like, if they weren't there at the vegan dessert parlor, they were not at Disney. Yes, agree. Dykes and Dole Whip go hand in hand. <laughs> that is the, the unspoken um, watering hole. Okay, I'll wear that shirt to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my Dole Whip and my pussy. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Disney gays, when I hear Disney gays, I think gay men, for sure. Yeah, there are lesbians. I mean, I do know I do know some queer women couples who who like going to Disney. One's coming to mind specifically, but it is mostly a male thing. And my theory on this has always been that that when these men were kids going to Disney was the one time that they could be themselves possibly and like oh it's okay to go on the princess ride like not to be so basic and stereotypical but I do think that that's one part of it but I think the other part of it too is a a lot of people who have like upbringings where maybe their parents fought a lot or they came from broken homes you always remember like when you're at Disney you don't remember like the parents fighting and maybe they're not fighting as much so it creates this sense i don't know this is me trying to understand my sister i only have one (laughs) sister no this is very true and i can't just write her off i have (laughs) to just really be like okay what are these seven trips a year to disney sometimes solo trips about that's expensive she lives in buffalo yeah she lives in buffalo she She goes to orlando now seven that was that was like the year before the the pandemic but like i would say in 2022 she'll probably go a total of like five times at least like and now she's getting into the cruises for the first time but actually she hasn't even been to disneyland like she just goes to disney world and does does pretty much the core parks doesn't even go i think she's been to animal kingdom a couple times but yeah does she get married there she didn't but well, this is actually a sad story. Oh, okay. oh no! Well, then. As opposed to the other stories you've been sharing, which is like, well, Colette, um, so fun that you're being a huge asshole. Some of these people have childhood trauma, <laughs> which is like so. Tr- I mean, and it's true. Like, I appreciate that you are bringing, you know, such a nuanced, compassionate perspective because I do get it, right? Like, I understand particularly for queer people, like gay men, queer women, whatever, you know, not whatever. Like this idea of like most Disney movies, right? Have this kind of outsider narrative, right? This idea that there's a lot of like misfits that don't fit in to the world. Right. um, And they have to like go outside and create it for themselves so I could see how that would attract them. But also body standards at the same time. It's so weird. Like, I mean, (laughs) please. Yeah. I know. I mean, I just, I just do not think, I don't think that theme parks in general are made for dykes, you know? Like, I simply cannot wear the number of chains that I do normally to a theme park. It's just a safety hazard, right? And so, like, already, I am not happy. I don't feel I could be my best self. 
It's a right. lot of walking. The Tevas can only take so much. You know, right. Like, and like I do think we'll do like the utilitarian accessory as well. Like we already have the fanny packs <laughs> and the Nal jeans. I just yeah, I think it's like ride culture doesn't feel when I think of what is a dyke theme park, I'm thinking, oh, it's a food co-op. I'm thinking it's like apple picking. Right. I'm thinking it's a renaissance fair. Right. right. Like a renaissance fair feels right. Like any place where thematically you can walk in without a bra. I'm like, dykes are there. They're showing up and they are showing out. You know? Like, Disney just doesn't feel, and obviously I'm making a generalization, but it doesn't feel a part of our world. Hashtag Ariel, hashtag Little Mermaid. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Just to show people I know what I'm talking about. For sure. No, I, I get it. I'm also not saying this to, like, shame you for your take on it, because I think your take <laughs> is bad. And no, when I go to Disney, I mean, the last time that I was there, I'm trying to think, I think it was after I went to Girls in Wonderland the first time in Orlando, which was, a lot of people don't know, Girls in Wonderland started yeah, as a response to gay days. So in Orlando, there's gay days at Disney, which is like an unofficial thing, but that's when mostly it's like 98% gay men descend and they're all just like in their guest on cosplay. Like they're, (laughs) I mean, but they're also like, they're so gay and like, and Disney puts out, it's like rainbow Mickey ears and rainbow and they're pandering and they're pandering, Uh but it's mostly men. So these party promoters, Pandora events looked at it and they're like, well, what's here for the women? So they create Created Girls in Wonderland, which is basically just like a lesbian circuit party for for four days that goes on around the time of the gay days, or, or at least wow. when it started in Orlando. So the last time I went, I had just been in this dyke utopia for four mm-hmm. days. And then my wife and I go to Disney, to Epcot, and it was jarring it was jarring like the the straightness the hetero energy that we were hit with like even with going on the frozen ride right like where the one lesbian character elsa is canonically canonically yeah telling us to all let it go that wasn't even enough to save it we're like i i don't know how much longer we can be here it's just like too many straight people yeah Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Have you seen this Am I the Asshole earlier this summer about Disney and a wedding there? No. Oh, no. Okay, I just pulled it up because (laughs) titled Am I the Asshole for Not Having Catering at My Wedding? And I was just coming off of a traumatizing wedding experience 
of a now former friend this last year. Ooh. So I was like straight wedding, straight wedding. Uh, yeah, of course, a straight wedding. So I was like, oh, let me. I was just like seeking comfort in like other wedding horror stories, and I right, didn't you're even, like I need to validate. Yeah, that. I need to validate my experience. Yes, exactly. I had no idea what I was getting into was like a Disney wedding, but you want to get into it? Yes, no, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Me, female twenty eight, and my fiance, male thirty. Yeah, didn't have to say the gender. Yeah, I of course we I got know, it. Right? We got it. <laughs> Just got married two months ago, and we had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect. I mean, everything. My parents, his parents, helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding, so we would be debt free, and we are eternally grateful for that. Just even it's straight to even like anticipate your debt as a unit. <laughs> right. <laughs> The issue arose about a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal and a few guests sided with her. Background, my fiance and I are huge Disney fans. We travel to Disney World as much as we can throughout the year. Disney is such an important part, not only to us, but our marriage. The issue arose with our decision to not offer catering services slash bar services at our wedding due to routing the money towards having a wedding Minnie and Mickey make appearances at our special day. The cost to have both Minnie and Mickey for a good chunk of time, 30 minutes in parentheses, <laughs> was, ex- was almost exactly what our parents had allotted for our catering budget. So we scheduled an appearance during our first dance and our wedding photos, foregoing served food, though there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could have gone to eat. Dot, dot, dot. My parents were still very supportive of us, but everyone else is being really passive aggressive about it on Facebook. Am I the asshole? Oh, <laughs> my God. So she's like, you didn't even have Minnie, Mickey and Minnie there for other people to enjoy. It's like the first dance and then you're like solo pictures. <laughs> like, so they're starving, hangry, and they don't even get a, a pic. Yeah, the, the kids don't even get to see. <laughs> yeah, the kids. <gasps> What about the children? Oh, also, what does it mean <laughs> for Disney to be an important part of your relationship? Right. Like, if fucking Peter Pan himself didn't, like, matchmake y'all, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I think at this point, for people like that, Disney is their religion. I think as as a country, we become less and less religious, but something like Phil's that role and for Mm -hmm. some people it's disney because there's like enough like story and myth and pilgrimage and you know you know who the head figures are you know the hierarchy yeah i don't know i i think that that's it it's just like something that no I have to really hold myself back from saying some really awful stuff right now. Um, (laughs) Right, it's close. It's close to the family. I get it. There is a real reality show on Disney Plus that I think they clearly put it out there intended as marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's around this idea of Disney weddings. The whole series is following one couple making their dream Disney wedding. But when you watch it, what instead you're watching is like, the crushing weight of capitalism yeah. forcing a couple to compromise everything. Like, in this exact way that this Reddit post is saying, like, you see all the time, the, like, wedding planner will be like, well, okay, either you can have your father and mother and your dear peepaw there at the wedding, or you can have a doll with buffet. <laughs> right, like, right. Oh, my grandpa. <laughs> I know. It's like you can have Mickey beignets. 
<laughs> right. They're like, you can be somewhat near Cinderella's castle, or you can like you can allow your like family to bring their children. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. And people okay. will throw their family into a pit for Disney. And it's fascinating and dark and very heterosexual, I think. <laughs> Sounds like everything I love in reality TV and I might have to watch. No, it. I highly recommend yeah. it. And like it's just so funny that clearly Disney was like, Wow, watching these couples make their dreams come true. Doesn't it make you want to get married to the happiest place on earth? <laughs> I'm like, well, no, because I don't want to be thrown into like a debtor's prison. Like I would never be able to survive i don't have the money i know it's yeah it's gonna be homework assignment in a hundred years in late stage capitalism whatever <laughs> like people are gonna be studying that i just pulled up the packages because i can't help myself oh, and i'm please, looking at the please. prices and it's the event minimums for the locations at minimums are 7500 to ten thousand, and that's at, that's and they explicitly say minimums Right. Yeah. They're like, that's just you stepping onto the land in a wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. That's all you're paying for there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can choose different, you know, Japan courtyard, bonsai, promenade. Just the venue fee is 5500 well, they're all 5500 so that's good. Because that would be weird if they were like, no, Germany is going to be more than like... Yeah. <laughs> than yeah. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mickey actually has a really weird thing against Polish people, so you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Like, if it's a Poland thing. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Ooh, dark. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is something that, Kevin, you said that I... It is funny to me that we've all taken Elsa to be canonically a dyke. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, obviously not explicitly put anywhere. And Disney, you know, very uh, recently it came out that they were giving like hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations to politicians who are backing the Don't Say Gay Bill mm -hmm. in Florida. So very clearly Disney's politics are not in the right place. But I do think it could be fun if we, you know, identify some of the dykes in Disney from our perspective, yes, you know, like in Elsa, like I think Dodger from the movie Oliver, it is a dog shore, but yeah. I think that is an iconic, that is a butch. Yes. I've never seen anyone but a butch wear a neckerchief that well. Yeah. And so I claim. I've never thought that, but you're right. Dodger is definitely a butch dyke. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that kind of <laughs> swagger, just like jumping through the city. Like, uh, come on. I mean, I always read Chip and Dale as a lesbian couple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the rescue ranger the rescue rangers yeah okay once in a hawaiian shirt okay okay yeah okay. 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 And, and then the others wearing like this like cool jacket it, it just okay i mean i'm listen i'm willing to go to the ends of the earth with you they're adventurous right i do believe they're supposed to be brothers but like let's you know what that's why <laughs> yeah. well <laughs> a lot of people think lesbian couples are sisters so wow so that even that you know what that proves even more that they are a dark couple. I just feel like when you see Chippendale, okay, this is really based on me as a kid naturally at the park. The characters I was always most excited to see were Chippendale. In their uniform, IRL, they seem very genderless to me compared to... <laughs> Right, these uh, chipmunks. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. chipmunks. You know, there's something femme about chipmunks. Yes. Chip Dale are is that not two people you'd meet at Ginger's? I don't know. 
Yeah, Chip absolutely is like running the pool table. Yeah, it's like non-binary dykes kind yeah. of vibes. Yeah. I think Chip and Dale are the OG non-binary yeah. <laughs> Disney characters. I'm okay, yes. Now we're getting places. Okay. Yeah, fuck Milan, what I was going to say. <laughs> sure, Mulan, though. Mulan, definitely. We're all over the place. I think, yeah, like in the princesses, I'm thinking like Snow White going to live with like seven men in a forest. I'm like, that's Cherry Grove. That's just someone who got like a Fire <laughs> Island rental. That's me. Yeah. Like, the Snow White is a dyke who's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, this group of guys had like a really good deal. So I'm just going to go out there for like a month. It's yes. a share. It's very cherry grove. I want to claim Belle. And that's just because I think she's very much my type, you know, like nerdy, hot. Because she reads, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. She reads and that feels different. She's not like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be literally watching real time fall in love with a um a beast, a titular beast. Yeah. So we know that she's like open and fluid, but I don't know. Belle to me reads as a kind of girl who would hit you up on like tinder and hinge and be like my boyfriend and i think you're cute and you're like oh no no bell i do not want to fuck you and your boy like that is not my goal here it's like why are the boyfriends always so scary looking (laughs) why is it always a hot woman and then her dumpy boyfriend exactly because they know they lead with the bait they look at themselves and like well okay yeah they're like charlie over here is like gonna get anyone you gotta go bell right and you gotta have your little books the work in maleficent though yes yes maleficent maleficent is a hard lesbian yeah she's a mean lesbian she's an ellen and i love it yes (laughs) yes 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 she is yeah maleficent is like hard femme where maleficent 100 would be on the real l word (laughs) hanging out with whitney (laughs) <laughs> like in the back of like b- sitting by a fire pit bombing cigarettes and just glaring at you she's definitely dated samantha ronson like yes. <laughs> before Lindsay and yeah, after i was Lindsay. like oh no i was the first to do that and that's yeah <laughs> you're welcome it's just like what's embarrassing right she had like a weird thing with cara delavine and you're like did y'all date and she's like that's really close-minded of you to even like we're just friends we're close friends and like, but i think i saw you make out <laughs> yeah i mean i think the villains canonically all queer. of course of course and like sleeping beauty especially to me it's one of my favorite stories because it's the most insane out of all of them <laughs> uh it truly it truly is the most flawed of the stories because For those of you who don't remember, basically, Maleficent's mad that she didn't get invited to, (laughs) like, a baby shower, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, petty, right? She's so petty about this. So then she says, on your daughter's 16th birthday, she will prick herself with a needle and go... She tells them exactly what's going to happen. (laughs) And these straight people are like... We're sending her to the woods to be raised by fairies for her entire life. And then the one day they let her leave the house is the one day that Maleficent was like, this is the day I'm doing it. Her 16th birthday was like, this is when we leave you alone because we're making a cake. Yeah, they forgot. They had one job. Dykes are incredible planners. We, We really, we set a Google calendar invite 
for years ahead of time. We're like, yeah, no, no, no. Well, I would also love to see the Reddit Am I the Asshole post from Maleficent for being like, Am I the asshole? <laughs> Didn't get invited I to a baby told shower. You what would happen. And so I cursed their daughter. Am I the asshole? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of on her side. The gay culture around Ursula, I understand. Sure. And course. the thing is, like, I think Ursula. I don't know who Ursula fucks, but I know that she fucks them. Does that make sense? Like, you don't fuck Ursula. She absolutely fucks you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Like, any hole is a goal, I think, with Ursula. She's going wherever she needs to go. And she does it well. Yeah. A drag queen, obviously, but, like, genderless. Right, divine. Flotsam and Jetsam are, like, the the queer crew well no it's one of the hyenas that uh whoopi goldberg is the voice for i'm like that oh, that yeah. one's gay right that one. <laughs> <laughs> also you said lots of injective and my brain is so broken from like scrolling lex all the time and being horny i was like oh my god what does that mean i'm like is that a new word i was like i flotsomed i flotsomed last night um <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, everyone, like, literally today when I'm scrolling around on Twitter, you know, not doing my uh, job, I saw everyone loves saying that in the parent trap, Chessie, and I forgot the butler's name, are, like, a queer oh, couple. Oh, Martin. Martin, yes. Martin, I... what are you doing? Yes. Okay, wow. Okay, <laughs> acting real. So, I'm sorry. But I just want to shout out the girl who when um, the twins first arrive at the uh, summer camp, yeah, um, one of them can't. Tie-dye girl! Oh, man, I just watched a who TikTok. the bag? Yeah, about oh, her. Is there a hole? Yeah. Who is she? They found her. Who is she? She's a doula, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, she's very, she's cool. <laughs> she's a mom. Like, she's of at least four. She's a doula, I believe. She didn't pursue acting after that and i hope she is pulling babies out of people like she did that rucksack yeah out of the pile of bags for holly pivotal for a lot of dykes that wow. scene. it was just so minor too but yes i had goosebumps thinking about it i remember i wanted to be her i didn't know if yes. i wanted to be with her i remember like trying to emulate her vibe pausing rewinding seeing like what kind of nail polish she's wearing like the braid in her hair like mimicking it yeah how's her hair yo tie-dye girl yeah that was like that was it was that it this podcast is dedicated to tie-dye girl be her maybe raise her maybe know her yes. <laughs> we gotta get her on the pod get her on the pod <laughs> I'm curious, was there anything you really enjoyed that like surprised and delighted you from Disneyland? I mean, I am truly, after all of this, after all of this, people are going to be like, but you are the worst. Because I truly have no right to come out so hot being like, y'all are clowns who love Disney. Because I will say, as soon as I walked in to those gates, strolled down Main Street, there was this for uh, what do you call it like a barbershop quartet yep. singing a song about yeah. i don't know america and uh, apple pies and i spotted with these peepers in real life mini mouse standing there by herself my heart started racing really fast <laughs> like i was seeing a real celebrity and my friend i went with my one friend Lori, a great 
great gal. <laughs> why shout do I'm giving an endorsement? Shout, shout out. out, out. <laughs> but then she leads over. She's like, "This is very rare. Like, this is a rare Disney moment. We're seeing many. There wasn't like a huge crowd around her. For free? She's like, we should go. Yes, for free. And she was like, we should go get a photo without a fast pass. Yeah, without a fast pass. I didn't have my Disney genie, so we go up to take a photo, and I bowed to her. <laughs> I bowed to her, and I said, "Thank you." <laughs> What? <laughs> what a gay reaction to a gay icon. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, as a high fan, I, I need to give kudos to the original high fans, the leaders. Yeah, I, I don't know what I transformed into someone I did not recognize in that moment. And I think that is a moment that I understood the power and the magic that Disney has. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that Colette and I hope to never see her again. <laughs> I felt scared. <laughs> I didn't have control. <sighs> I mean, I do think there are, and this is where Melody's going to be goes. like, aha, yeah. aha, Carolyn <laughs> oh, is a Disney file. No. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the food's good. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. especially like Epcot. If you go to Epcot and you're going during like the, the food and wine fest or the garden festival or any of those, there's some really good food to be had okay. at Disney compared to other theme parks, too. And then after living in New York, the prices seem reasonable. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, like, Traumatic. Gr- <laughs> grow- growing up in Buffalo, you go to Disney and you're like, what the hell? But then after years in New York, you go and you're like, oh, what a steal. A $10 burger. Like, well, yeah, where am I? yeah. <laughs> and then it's for me. I enjoy how clean it is. Like that, there's oh, no, sure. there's no trash on the floor. That they're very good at keeping it very, very clean. And I think there are a few places like that. Yeah, it's no Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean they're doing an incredible. Like I was stunned just by like. I don't even know what you call it, the, the set design, the art direction. Sure. I mean, as soon as you walk in, it's like everything is meticulous and on a theme. Yeah. Like everything, even down to like the water bottle labels. Right. Were Disney branded. Right. And so, you know, obviously capitalism is monstrous and disgusting and we need to tear it down. I'm the first to, you know, be catching heads when we're doing the guillotine. <laughs> Um, and not just because I love storage solutions. <laughs> I'm catching them in baskets. Uh, but with that said, like, Disney is this, like, amazing shrine to capitalism. Where, like, ed- like, you really see anything you want, you can get if you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. And, like, there's something to be said about it being so overt and, like, so clear. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it, it feels easy and, like, simple. I'm going to blow your mind with just how far it goes. My sister will pay money to somebody who is a season ticket holder at Disney, and they have a whole business of going into the parks, buying Disney treats, and then shipping them to people. Oh. So they can get their fix when they're not at Disney. What has she ordered? Because like obviously a dollar won't travel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like the the Mickey uh, crispy treats. 
Maybe just that. I don't know. I try not to ask too many questions, but it's not just the food. It's like certain merch that's only available in the parks. You know, like every year there's kind of like a hot Mickey ears to get. Like one year it was like the rose gold ones. And if you could find the rose gold, there was actually, I don't have it here, but at the Garden Festival at Epcot, these orange birds that they were selling this one drink in this frozen drink and it's like a bird made out of oranges and it used to be like an official Disney mascot and was kind of like discontinued so they brought it back they were selling out like hotcakes and I know people who like Disney who were like can you get me one when you go (laughs) so me and Cecilia my sister are just like loading up on the like you know, slurping these frozen orange bird drinks up so that we can take the the containers home because they were such a hot prize. And I bet if I looked on eBay, they'd be going for like at least a hundred bucks each. I'm fascinated by this like black market. Oh of yeah, yeah, Disney yeah. Goods. It's, yeah, it's a whole operation, whole operation. And that's what like I thought. I guess that is what's so stunning to me about like Disney fans or Disney adults or like. It's like the fandom extends to everything they touch. Like my my friend Lori, a good, good gal, as I told you, (laughs) um, told me in the park, like even the trash cans are iconic. Like people will collect pins of the different trash cans throughout Disney Disney parks. And I'm like, that kind of branding, like y'all need to get into that. Y'all need to brand every part of this podcast. Disney, yeah. D- Disney invented those trash cans with the swinging doors so that you don't see the trash. What? That was a Disney invention to oh. have garbage cans where you put it in and then wow. you don't see the garbage. And it never existed. Oh, yeah. Google this trash can. I mean, I feel I only went once, twice. I don't know. I was a kid. My childhood itself was traumatizing. So I don't remember much <laughs> of the childhood at large. So I'm I feel like, like my childhood <laughs> was a trash can, not a Disney trash yeah. can. I saw all the trash. Yeah, right. all the it was exposed. It was yeah. spilling over. Can't forget it yet. Also can't remember a thing. Um, so <laughs> let me see. Trash can. So you have not been in as a as an adult. No, no, no. no. Do you have any interest? You are going to be in L.A. After this conversation, like a morbid curiosity. Absolutely. I really suggest going. I'm never going to go to a wedding there because I'm afraid I'll starve. But like, right. No, you would have to take out a small business loan to go to a wedding. At Just to attend. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. Trash. Another another capitalism thing with Disney is Take a guess in in Disney World. I don't know if you know enough, but like which part of Disney World in Orlando makes the most money for Disney? Ooh. Wait, can you give me all? I've never been to the world. So can you give me like, can we do like a, a multiple choice? Okay, there's there's the water parks. Okay. There's Epcot, uh-huh. the Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. And then Disney Springs, which is like used to be downtown Disney, but is like the shopping district. Oh, and it's not the obvious shopping district. It is. It is. Oh, uh, I was going to say Epcot. No, that was going to be fake. Okay. Well, see, I feel like I gave it away by giving that as a, an option. Oh, sorry. Because, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you if you go to Disney Springs, and it's not like there's a big Disney store there, but Disney Springs is like Sephora. It's like the money they make leasing out the retail space in Disney Springs just because it's a Disney-owned and operated outdoor mall. 
makes them more money than all the theme park tickets and all the food that they sell in the park, which blows my mind that it's so profitable for Sephora to be at Disney Springs. Wow. Oh, they have actual... It's actual story. It's not. It's like one Disney it's store. It's a mall. It's, it's a, a, it's a mall. mall. Stores we all know and love. It's a mall. They just make money as as landlord Disney there, oh, and they make God. more money. Shit. Landlord Mickey. <laughs> yeah, coming every month, shaking people down. Yeah, that is wild. But that makes more money than the mall. And I guess it, I get it. Like once you're at that park, you're just like expecting to spend so much money, and you're just horny for consumption right yeah absolutely let me get some like anastasia boy brow (laughs) yeah while i'm here i mean also i know that there are going to be listeners who love disney and who are going to be fact checking and correcting me let me just say all this information i'm giving was told to me by disney employees so it's not me i am trusting the people at yellow shoes creative that's right, yellow shoes like Mickey's shoes, who oh shit make all the the creative stuff at at Disney. That's so funny. They were your client because when I worked in advertising in Chicago, they were always a potential client, and we were always trying to like get that business. And like I was working on RFPs and like all this like yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah but that that Disney money is good. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we actually worked on it with another agency that was Chicago based. So yeah, yeah they they had a, the bulk of their business in Chicago. Right. Well, I mean, and listen, I know that there are going to be Disney fans listening, and let me let me speak to you directly, Disney fans of Diking Out. I want you to know that I walked into that park for the very first time. Okay, I rolled up, not giving a goddamn about every trash can, and what happened to me? I solved the cast members' riddle, and I got an honorary Disney citizen pin which apparently is rare he pulled it from the vault i people at the park kept coming up to me being like how did you get that and i said bitch by having the disney spirit um (laughs) you can look at my instagram you'll see that pin sitting pretty on my titty and just know that i got the head and you did I don't know why I'm starting to fight. What a successful <laughs> first trip to Disney. That is Solving huge. a riddle. A truly a riddle. Some uh, a shout out Angelo at Disney Town Hall. Yes. Um, he, you know, I went there to, I had a, had a question about zoning. Um, I thought they were doing an open town hall meeting. I wanted to talk about the, the potholes in my district. Um, no, my friend, uh, Lori, lovely, lovely girl. She was like, oh, it's your first trip to Disney. We can get you a pin that says, like, my first trip. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, great, fun, flirty, throw it in the scrapbook. And so we went in there, and I guess we were so, you know, we're clowns. We're full clowns, and we're just exuding full buffoonery and clownery that this sweet cast member also how dystopian that all employees at disney are called cast members weird oh yeah but anyway angela was like hey listen after he gives me my first my first time at disney film he's like listen i'm gonna ask you a question um if you answer it correctly then you will get this pin from the vaults is what he said and as much and i mean as i told you like i outside here new york brooklyn sitting on our living room floor <laughs> cliff doesn't care about a pin from the vaults but there, in that moment, I was like, give me yeah. that pin. And he asked me the riddle. I won't reveal it. I simply won't reveal it. Ah. But the riddle was riddled. Then I got it right. And your girl got her pin. Wow. Yeah. It stays in the vault. The riddle <laughs> stays, stays in the, the vault. vault. 
stays in the vault. Listen, if I get like 1,000 diking out followers yeah. to follow me on Instagram, I'll drop the riddle. I'll drop Angelo's full name, his social security number. You can get the pin. If you're hot and you hit up Colette on Lex, then That's you true. get to hear the riddle. Yeah, if you're a, a bell, a bell type who lives in Brooklyn, it won't take much. It's me up. I'll give you that fucking rental. I'll give you so much more. You get some flops and a Jetson with that. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ooh, things are getting spicy. So also, was this the trip where you went to Palm Springs? Yes. That, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm following you on Instagram. It's a great follow. Ooh, thank oh, thank you so much. Um, yes, I, it started in a very different kind of gay location. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Palm Springs, went to Joshua Tree for the first time, and then Disneyland. Went from like communing with the the earth, yeah, right, crying yeah. at the moon, to then being peak capitalistic human engineering. Imaginary. Take notes, Melody. Imaginary. Yeah, take notes. We're going for the first time. Well, I, <gasps> I've been to Palm Springs. For, I mean, I'm going for the first time. We yeah. are both going to Palm Springs for Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Dino weekend. Oh, shit. But we have an Airbnb. Like, we're, I'm going to try and get out to nature. I'm not going to be at the Margaritaville the whole time. No. Fuck nature. <laughs> uh, you are. Uh, you better bring those like powdered electrolytes and stuff. Uh, like, oh, how, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're going to survive? No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> Just check my tracking app. <laughs> Slated to get it. My period that day. It lasts the entirety no. of the Dyna. Oh shit! You're gonna have, no. You need that Dyna Shore fast pass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you need it. The Dyna Shore Genie app. What, um, that's going to be very dope. Yeah. yeah, it should be fun. Looking forward to it. I hope by the end of it, you, you two are both just like Alex Mack goo. <laughs> I don't know if that reference will work for your Gen Z listeners. Um, oh, I think it will. I think it will because Alex Mack is so gay. <laughs> again, an iconic. Uh, next time, next time I'm on, we'll, we'll dissect the dykes yes. of Nickelodeon. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole... I'm waiting for Amanda Bynes. I think she will be, you know, when she's ready, when she's healthy, I think Amanda Bynes needs just like a good butch. Mm, yeah. <laughs> to lead her. She, yeah, she's in a conservatorship herself. Huh? She's out now? Oh, she's out? She is out okay. But still posting weird things on Instagram. Oh, I haven't checked it in a while. She posted okay. something recently. She was engaged i think she's not engaged anymore but she posted something on instagram being like my fiance is looking at milf porn okay that's as if she was like what and then yeah she was like an indictment she's like this pervert and it's like yeah i mean we all do Could yeah be worse. also that that's great because then you know that when when you're a milf he'll be into it yeah oh great point right, right? that means that you know you have longevity you hope your man is into milf porn if you want oh, kids oh and Incredible point. Yeah, yes. definitely better to look later in life than yeah, 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 yeah. earlier. <laughs> Porn wise, like, gotta make sure looking forward, he's still gonna be like yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh man, <laughs> we have a final question. We always kick off with a question. We're gonna wrap up with a question. Carolyn, what's that question? Colette, I want to know your thoughts as a community. What are we not diking out about enough? Okay. Thank you for presenting me with this opportunity. Besides Amanda Bynes. <laughs> Listen, I think we need to like, I think we're doing the right amount of diking out. She needs to take it slow. Take okay, it slow, okay. Amanda. Um, 
we're, I've seen a lot of cowboy boots in the community, right? And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm having a pair. I'm invested. Let's go. Yeehaw. Um, and so what I want to see more of, what I think we should dig up more of, what we should invest more of, line dancing. Let's think about it. Okay. I think this is like, I've seen what we've done as a community with Bruce Springsteen. I've seen what we've done with Bass Pro Shop. I think this is something that we can take. We can make it our own, right? Um, I think that is the closest I'll get to like the 90s movie, like teen movies that had choreographed dancers at prom. Yeah. That never turned out to be true. And I'm still devastated about that. Right. And so just imagine like in Ginger's at Cubbyhole in the middle of Dyke March, we stop and we all do a little in line dance. In the middle of Dyke yes. March, yes. The deck uh, part should be a line dance. Yeah. Right? Someone hits silk chiffon and we're just boot scooting <laughs> down the block. <laughs> we do need to walk the walk because I am seeing a lot of cowboy boots in the community. And I've been used to yeah. seeing them for years. My girlfriend is from the South and earnestly, genuinely has been wearing them her entire life exclusively. But. It's a sensible shoe. Yeah, now yeah. we go out and we see, I, I, I'm seeing others now wear it. And we we got a boot scoot and boogie. There is something really gay about line dancing or like 90s culture feels really, or 90s country feels very gay to me. And that's a Martina McBride, yes, a Shania, yes. Reba. I went to a dyke hoedown, like a dyke night at Pink Metal in Bushwick. I hope they yeah. do it again. But it was a bunch of dykes packed out the bar, all in like one girl oh. showed up in Shania outfit. Carolyn, don't you oh, know her? Yeah. I know her, Shannon. Yeah, shout out to Shannon. Yeah, like the actual leopard outfit. The full, yeah. Oh, from shit. the video. Yeah. But Allie felt so at home, man. Everyone was in vests, little handkerchiefs around their necks. Everyone was in boots. And had we broken out into a line dance, it would have been. It was so. It was near perfect. But. They need to do it. $3 bill, I think, because one That's $3 good... bill does sound like that could be a country bar, right? Yeah. $3 <laughs> bill, yeah. right? And in Atlanta, RIP used to be a bar called Three-Legged Cowboy. I know I've talked about this before, but they had a country western line dancing night, and that was ladies' night, and this butch dyke called Pepper, who had a Blackberry Ooh. holster on her side, would give free line dancing lessons. So you'd go there early, she'd teach you the dances, and then at night when they played the songs, you knew how to do them. And oh I would go almost every week for, for a while, and i do not like country music, but it was a lot of fun and it felt so gay. And they would also, when you got a beer, tie the napkin around the neck of the beer like a handkerchief. Aww. And while playing Tibet L word videos on mute, so it wasn't too distracting. Wow. Oh my God. You are literally, this is the dream I'm trying. Where is Pepper? It was the dream. Pepper, we need you. Find Pepper. I think I actually did a deep dive and I did find Pepper. I know that she's still around in Atlanta, probably still giving line dancing lessons, but maybe we get Pepper on the pod sometime. Yeah, Pepper, because you know my last experience was with Terry at nope. Broken Spoke. Shut it down. No Broken homophobic Spoke. Homophobic establishment yeah. in Austin, Texas, where Terry teaches line dancing. Don't go there. Find Pepper. Okay. Hire Pepper out for your wedding. Yeah. Bring Pepper to your Disney wedding yeah. and have Elsa line dancing into homosexuality with all of us. 
Love it. Lots of fun. Great. All right. Colette, we sadly have to wrap up. I'm having so, so much fun. I am sad, though, that you don't do your show at Stonewall anymore with Olivia Levine. Oh, yes, I yes, know you yes. two are busy ladies. I know. Well, you know, the pan, the pans, the pan, the put a real, a real stopper in uh, live shows, obviously. Yeah. And I think, yeah, for a while, Stonewall, you know, New York was taking things slow, taking being safe. But yeah, we're definitely, we're in the works. In the works, okay. More conversations, okay. To get a new thing going, yeah. So keep an eye out. Yeah, great. And anything else that you have going on that you want to plug, or where can people follow you on social media? Oh my god! Well, as you heard, as you heard it here first, um, the Instagram it's a good follow, and it you is. know that's why I keep up to date and all my happenings. So if you're interested in knowing a bit more about me, or you know just finding out the the riddle yeah. at Disney. I won't discriminate. Both can follow me. Follow me at Young Y U N G Baba Yaga, like the uh, Russian witch. <laughs> Talk about community in the forest. And you can follow us at Diking Out. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at Melody Kamali. Thanks so much for Diking Out with us today. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.